Welcome, everybody. Can I just add my welcome to, uh, to Steve and Alex's? I'm John uh, Shepard. I'm the vicar here. And so if you're a visitor, it is especially good to uh, have you with us. We've had an amazing week at Spy Academy. And um, this morning, we are uh, thinking about Palm Sunday. Now, try and imagine the scene, would you? There's noise coming from everywhere. The, the, the atmosphere is electric. Thousands of bodies are squashed like sardines, lining the route. Everybody is waiting with, with eager anticipation, anxiously looking into the distance. There's singing and there's chanting and there's, there's noise everywhere. Then there it is. It's coming into sight. Uh, the noise becomes deafening as the, as, the, uh, as the singing gets louder. Suddenly, the open-top bus comes into view. It is decked in blue. Uh, there's the city players holding the Champions League trophy aloft. And, uh, and they've done it, and, and Deansgate goes wild in Manchester. Well, okay, you might, that's my dream. It's not happened yet. Uh, maybe it will one day. Uh, if it's easier for you to think of the, of the, of the, of the uh, bus decked in red or white or whatever color it may be that you, is favorite for you, that's fine. But we've all seen that scene, haven't we? Wonderful scenes, whether it's the Ashes heroes returning or the Rugby World Cup team or the Olympic uh, heroes returning on their triumphal procession. People everywhere chanting and singing and praising. And if you can kind of imagine that a little bit, well, you can begin to imagine what it must have been like on Palm Sunday. There probably wouldn't have been quite that many crowds, but there, was, there would have been crowds and crowds on the outskirts of Jerusalem and then right into Jerusalem. Uh, the atmosphere would have been electric. Uh, people everywhere, uh, full of singing and shouting and chanting. Uh, something special was happening on that first Palm Sunday. And uh, we discover in this special document that we have in, in Luke's Gospel, uh, uh, sorry, and in Matthew's Gospel, which we're looking at today, uh, it, chapter 21, exactly what was going on. And it's really important because someone is coming into Jerusalem who wants to change and shape our lives, not just back then, but right here and now, today. So look, here's a quick question, quick quiz question, especially for agents, probably under 10. Okay, here's the question. Uh, when the Queen is at home in Buckingham Palace, is she in A, London, B, Littlehampton, C, Leeds, or D, Luton? Where will she be if she's at home uh, in Buckingham Palace? Yes, there at the back, Mirabel. Shout it out. London, of course she is, because London is the capital city. It's where the monarch lives. It's where the palace is. And so as Jesus comes into Jerusalem on that Palm Sunday, he's coming to God's capital city, the city of David, the place where great kings ruled. Up on a hill, this great city, there it is. Jesus is a king coming to the city of David. Okay, Second question, quick question, for especially for agents under 10. When the queen comes to visit, do you roll out the blue carpet, the green carpet, the red carpet, or the purple carpet with orange spots? What would you roll out if the queen was coming to visit, yes? You would roll out the red carpet. We'd have, if the queen came this way, we'd have a big red carpet. She'd come to visit, we'd roll it out. It's royal color for a royal queen who comes to visit, any VIPs. Well, look, did you see in verse 8, if you've, got your, if you've got your document open, special document for anybody who wants to discover stuff about God, uh, here it is, page 988 in verse 8. Can you tell anyone tell me, what are they laying out? 
What are they laying out in front of Jesus as he comes, as the king comes to Jerusalem? What is he laying out? Yeah. They're laying out their coats. Very good. And what else are they laying out? Palm branches. Coats and palm branches. That was the equivalent of the red carpet. It was what you'd lay down if a king was coming, when you ought to adore them and worship them. And here the guys are in Palm Sunday laying out their, their, their palms and coats because Jesus is this king coming into Jerusalem. Okay, one more question for agents under 10. When a king led his knights in the olden days into battle, would he ride on a tall giraffe, a little donkey, a long-edged ostrich, or a powerful war horse? What would a king going into battle ride on? Yes. A powerful war horse. Of course he would. That's right. Big war, strong with his military, with his power, with his sword. Uh, what did Jesus ride into Jerusalem as the great king, into the great capital city? Do you know what he was riding in on? A donkey. Very good. He was. He was riding on a donkey. Jesus comes on Palm Sunday riding on a donkey, not in power as a military ruler, but in humility as one who came to love and to serve. So here's the king on this first Palm Sunday uh, coming into Jerusalem. And uh, he's coming as, as a king. But what kind of king? Well, we need to work out what kind of king. Well, you've got the first one. Um, now, if you could just turn to page 988. If you've, got a, if you've got a spy document, the important document to discover what God is like, it's on page 988. If you can look down, because we've got to look at clues here to discover what this king is like, okay? Clue number one comes in verse 4. Page 988, Matthew 21, verse 4. Who's got that now? Who has got that? Maybe you could read it for us. Let's have a look. Who's, who, can, who can read it out for me if they've got it? Matthew 21, verse 4. Oh, hang on a sec. Is the red one on? This took place to fulfill, fulfill what? What? what's was spoken through the prophet. Brilliant. Grand applause for that. Well done. So some hard work in that. Yeah. Because this thing keeps falling off my ear. Um, now, what was spoken through... The, this, was, this was fulfilling what God had spoken through the prophet. So, so what we see here is that God fulfills his promises. He, he promised hundreds of years before that this king would come. And here he is, hundreds of years later, in fact, 550 years after this prophecy, uh, that Jesus was coming in into Jerusalem as God's king. And you know, that reminds us, that tells us, that assures us that God always keeps his promises. Uh, Matthew, particularly Matthew, the secret agent Matthew, who loved to, to tell us about Jesus, uh, he loved to show how the Old Testament was fulfilled in the life and the death and the resurrection of Jesus. He was especially doing that. He was always quoting from the Old Testament. And here he is showing another uh, uh, way in which the prophet, this was uh, Zechariah this time, uh, came uh, to fulfill God's word. And for me, that's a real encouragement because, you know, many times we, people don't keep their promises, do they? Uh, you'll know that. Some friend says, I'm going to do this with you today, and then you suddenly see them and they're doing something else with somebody else. And, and it's really sad that when we, we get let down 
when we don't keep our promises, when we can't keep our word. Sometimes we can't keep our word because you know, we plan to do something and COVID comes and we can't keep our promises. But, but God always keeps his promises. And as Jesus comes into Jerusalem, uh, he is fulfilling his promise. That's the first thing. We see that Jesus is a promised king. Second clue, okay, uh, why did he come? The second clue is in verse 9. Can you find that in your special document? Verse 9, chapter 21, verse 9, page 988. When someone's found it and want to read it for us, that would be good. I can bring my microphone to you. Anyone got another one here? Great. Well done, good work over here, boys. The crowds that went ahead of him and those that followed shouted, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. Brilliant. Thank you. Round of applause. That was a very well read, beautifully read verse. Okay, so what was that special word? Did you hear the word that was said twice? There. Uh, anyone hear that? What was the word? Oh, it's up already. Yes, exactly. Hosanna. Hosanna. Let's all say it together. Hosanna. Hosanna. Say it again, because it's a bit louder. Come on, let's join in. And you can do it if you're gray-haired. Even if you're year old, that's fine. You can have some fun as well. Uh, Hosanna. 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 Okay, stop. Uh, very good. I mean, Hosanna, it means, I don't know if you know, it means God save us. It, it, it turned into just a sort of word of praise, but it means God save us. And as they were coming into Jerusalem, uh, they were, as Jesus was coming, the, the, the people were, were, were singing God's praises and, and recognized that they needed saving. And Jesus had come to save, to bring peace. Because if you read that Zechariah promise, uh, if you read one verse on, it talks about the, the king coming on a donkey, and then it says why the king is coming on a donkey, and here it is. He says, I'm going to take away the chariots from Ephraim, the war horses from Jerusalem, the battle bow will be broken. And he will proclaim, the king, peace to the nations. His rule will extend from sea to sea and from the river to the ends of the earth. It's a wonderful promise. God promises that through Jesus he's going to bring peace. And peace is what we long for, isn't it? Peace is what we all long for. We long for peace in ourselves when we're full of turmoil and worry and anxiety. And, and we long for peace uh, between, in relationships, in our friendships, in our family. And we long for peace in the world because we see such strife and sadness in the world uh, as we look at our TV screens. Uh, we long for peace in our hearts. And, and God says that Jesus has come to bring peace. And, and he's come to bring peace, firstly, because all of the other kinds of peace require us to have peace with God, peace between us and God. And Jesus comes to bring that peace. And he does it as he heads into Jerusalem. And we're going to see that this, this week. And we'd love you to come back this week for, for Holy Week. It comes, there's going to be a prayer trail here from 12 till 2 every, every day. You can just come for five minutes if you're little, or you can come for the whole two hours if you want. Come and, and to the church and, and, and see the trail that Jesus speaks, follows, the journey he follows through Holy Week. 
Come on, on, on Maundy Thursday, if you like, there's the Passover supper we've got on, uh, for sort of more equivalent for, for sort of 10 upwards, really. Uh, but it's, it'll be a great uh, evening where we remember the way Jesus died, fulfilling the Jewish Passover. Uh, so do sign up for that. It's today's the last day to sign up. So you, you want to do that? Do, do, please do that. And then Good Friday, we're going to have an all-age service here at 10.30 and an hour of reflection at, uh, at 2 o'clock. Um, come and, and remember how Jesus died on the cross to win us peace with God. And then, of course, Sunday morning, glorious Sunday morning, we're going to remember the resurrection and celebrate that this time next week. Uh, but Jesus comes to bring peace between us and God through, through these holy weeks, through the death and resurrection. Uh, and so, so uh, praise God that he has come in to Jerusalem, uh, not on a, a war horse, uh, but on a donkey to come and save and bring and establish peace. Hosanna. Last one, last clue. It's in verse 10. Can you look up verse 10? Matthew 21, verse 10, page 988. Important document. Here it is. Anyone's got it? Yeah? Excellent. Verse 10. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was striked stirred and asked, who is this? Who is this? Yes. Brilliant. Well done. Round of applause. Okay, so when Jesus entered into the city, the whole city was stirred up. And do you know that word stirred is the word we get the word seismic from. It's what we measure earthquakes. We talk about earthquakes. The whole earth is moving when you have a seismic shock. Well, as Jesus comes into the city, the whole city is shaking. It's stirred because Jesus, the king, has come, and he's coming to shake things up. Uh, Jesus doesn't want to keep the status quo, that everything's the same in our lives or in the world. He wants to shake things up, to stir us up, because he loves us. And he knows that when, when we're just satisfied with, with, with the, the, what things, how things are, uh, we're, we're heading for disaster because he wants to change us and shape us and shape the world. He comes to bring peace with God and then change us as we follow him. So he's a challenging king who calls us to follow him. And do you know, if you read on a little bit further into this story, you'd see Jesus coming. He, he started turning over tables. Well, I'll turn over a chair. So I'll do it again, just because you don't normally do this in church, do you? <laughs> so I just thought I'd wake you up in case you were falling asleep at the back. Um, Jesus, he, he turned over the tables of the money changers. He, he laid into the religious people. He started causing a real stir. And you know, people who were first of all, as came in on Palm Sunday saying, Hosanna, and they were praising him. Do you remember within just a few days were shouting, Crucify him. Crucify him. Crucify him. You see, they thought they were getting a king who would, who would fit into their expectations. They thought they were getting a king who would overthrow the Romans. They'd, he'd establish a new kingdom for Israel, that they would be able to be easy and comfortable uh, in, in the new kingdom. But Jesus had come to establish a spiritual kingdom. And Jesus didn't take on a crown of gold, he took on a crown of thorns. He went the way of the cross and he, he said to his followers, if you want to come after me, well, you too are going to take up a 
cross. You too are going to have to live a life of service and sacrifice. And he did it because he loved us. He wants to challenge us. Even on this Palm Sunday morning, he wants to challenge us uh, to follow him. So here it is. This is the, uh, this is the question on Palm Sunday. Uh, last question. Um, will you follow Jesus as your king? Will you have him as your king? Imagine, okay, imagine, just one more thing to imagine. We forget the double-decker bus and the man city. I mean, you know, forget that. Uh, Imagine Jesus was coming today. Imagine Jesus came in through the door today uh, in a triumphal procession on a donkey. People crowds singing. Uh, here's the question, and, and of course he, he won't because, because he's been there. He's now seated at the right hand of God in heaven. Uh, but, but imagine he did. And actually he is here today by his Holy Spirit. He is here right now, here, right now. Jesus is with us. Not just back then in Palm Sunday. Jesus is here today. Can't see him, but he's here by his spirit. And the question is, what, what will we do with Jesus? Will we worship him? Will we surrender our lives before him? Will we cry Hosanna and, and then seek after him and, and live for him and choose to follow him as our king? Or might we be those who say, oh, crucify him, reject him. I, I don't really want to be changed. I just want to stay as I am, thanks. Uh, will we follow Jesus as king? Will we surrender our lives to him? This is the big question. And it's a question for every person, young and old. And it's a question we can answer once and for all in our lives, but it's a question we have to answer every day when we get up in the morning. Am I going to worship Jesus as king? Am I going to follow Jesus as king? Am I going to use my life and my treasure, and my talents, and all that I have in serving him and serving one another. Will I do that today? Friends, that's a, a great question. And so we're going to pause for a moment, and I just want you to do that in your heart. Decide in your heart, even today, whether this wonderful king, promised by God, uh, coming to save, coming to challenge, and calling us to follow, uh, would you open your heart uh, to him? Just a moment of quiet, and then I've got a prayer that, that we can join in together. It's a kind of confession, but it's a prayer that also opens our hearts to Jesus. Well, why don't we join in together in this prayer? Loving Lord Jesus, you rode a donkey and came in peace, humbled yourself and gave yourself for us. We confess our lack of humility. As you entered Jerusalem, the crowd shouted, Hosanna, save us. On Good Friday, they shouted, crucify we confess our praise is often empty. As the crowd laid their palms in front of you, you got a way of sacrifice. We confess that we want to take the easy way. Forgive us, Lord, and help us to trust you, to know the peace that you bring, and to follow in the way of obedience. Amen.